war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start, well, right now, the 11 o'clock hour, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We go until 2 o'clock. It's Friday. It is September 9th. Uh, kind of nice. It's been a short week. And then certainly, as you just heard in the forecast, looks like some uh, some nice weather ahead for the weekend as we're looking at what is, uh, you know, it is very pleasant weather today. I mean, my God, it's in the 70s. Just beautiful tomorrow and um, today all day nice and then saturday nice as well football season is here and um obviously folks the big news is the the death of the queen now close at home tuesday's primary day and it is very clear right now and i don't know if everyone fully gets this but governor mckee has just gone full sleaze i'll just come out and say it he is now a puppet along for the ride he's i i don't whoever he was whoever Cumberland, former mayor of Cumberland, Dan McKee, who was, you know, the mayoral academies and whoever he was, that person is gone. And he now is, this is the new Dan McKee, who is a complete puppet to the unions, the special interest. He will say and do anything they tell him to. It's all now about holding on to power. And Dan McKee has decided that, and by the way, that's not leadership. Let's just be very clear. You know, it, it's it's kind of ironic that, you know, as Queen Elizabeth is is dying, you don't get to to be on the throne as long as she did. She she demonstrated great leadership, the way she handled herself. And and a lot of people, you know, now people just regard her. Maybe they have a misconception of royalty. But, you know, the, the royalty, uh, the monarch played a huge, huge role in the governing of, of, uh, of Britain. And... And, and what you're witnessing right now is the guys had a total metamorphosis last night at Twin River. They got up on stage. Now, as we speak, you're going to see in the news, there's a very violent protest going on. People arrested in Pawtucket. And this is a private company, DHL. And they have, um, you know, all the, the drivers. And the more you're learning about this, and again, I, I, I'm going to talk more about it, but they have these replacement drivers and what's been going on is as i was looking at that the the teamsters that are been unhappy and this is a you know the the teamsters local 251 they've been on strike at northeast transportation services a contracted dhl service provider and this has been going on for months but what they do is they follow the replacement drivers and there's a video going around that a replacement delivery driver says a driver behind him was flashing a green laser at him for over a mile on 95 north rhode island mass border in Pawtucket. and in the video i did share it 
and at least on Twitter and also on Facebook, you see, so there's there's the delivery driver and then there's someone behind him. And that's what exactly what they do is they're flashing a green laser. So they follow them and just harass them. I want to repeat, Dan McKee, sitting governor, he's at, he was at this protest. He's This is who's supporting. And you had many people arrested this morning, turned into a very violent protest last night at Twin River. You know, that is how he is planning on winning the primary, is having the union people ballot harvest for him. So so they had several people arrested. They've been promoting that they would do this big, you know, protest out in front. And today it it did, in fact, take place. But, you know, when you look at it again, I want to come come, you know, just put this in perspective. This is a a sitting governor. This is a private company. There was a uh, email had gone out. Please join Teamsters striking Northeast Transportation Service workers in Pawtucket for a, a gathering. Fellow union workers in Rhode Island, Governor Dan McKee and other local leaders. Now, I don't know if who else was there, but reason to believe Mattos was there. I certainly hope Speaker Joe Sakachi was not there. But so they have been um, fighting with the company since apparently June in in. Channel 6, they have a strike that's continued for 11 weeks gone wrong. Law enforcement strikers head-to-head. Three or four people arrested. Pepper spray, profanity, yelling. I heard there were just a slew of Pawtucket police that were on hand for this. And just tried asking Pawtucket police why these people arrested said they don't have the information at the time. Hope to get those arrested in court 1 o'clock in Providence today. So... But this is, and I, I want to repeat, this is the fact of, um, you, again, I, I can't stress this enough. This is a private company, and this is a sitting governor who is in the midst and is, is going along and striking with them. Now, I also want to play, last night, again, they were at Twin River. Folks, who knows what promises are being made? You know, Dan McKee tweeted out, you've had my back. I'll always have yours. Let's bring, he likes the J-O-B-S jobs to Rhode Island. Our campaign is union strong. And then so they're having a big gathering to get out the vote, collecting ballots for Dan McKee. This was last night at Twin River. That's Savatoni introducing him up on stage. Brett Smiley, Rogerio, Joe Sakachi, Matos, McKee. Folks, this he is with them. He is not with the taxpayers. He is not with the taxpayers. Let's just be very clear about that. Uh, you can't be with both. And what he's decided is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, and it's a while ago. Now, I am sure. I mean, what did it take to get that type of endorsement? Well, you know, let, let's talk about the fact of it. It'll also be the Superman building. The here's a Channel Six has a story. A three three people arrested. Union workers went on strike. DHL in Pawtucket this morning. So there's some video. Let me just play. This is Channel Six just posting this right now. that is that a sitting governor is at that protest private company trying to harass the replacement drivers that they have they got somebody on the ground terrible swearing at the Pawtucket police these are the teamsters Wow. Now they're yelling at the police. Trying to get them out of the way. Look at this. We can't even run it. These are the Teamsters' language. The guy they're arresting is huge, by the way. 
cow. Oh. Now they're mad at the fucking police who used pepper spray. Turn in your bag. Now, th this is the Dan McKee crowd. This is the Dan McKee crowd. Wow. Get used to that. Folks, what he has decided is he can't win people over. He shows no elements of leadership. So he's decided, Rhode Island Governor Dan McSlees, uh, you know, he may now pull out the primary because Gorbea has basically imploded. And Helena Folks is trying to make a last ditch effort here, but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's gonna be enough, let alone with the ballot harvesting that's that's taking place. But you know what? I'll say this. It's better it's a better story when a sitting governor will then be indicted by the FBI. So remember folks, we're always looking for the silver lining. You always have to look for the silver lining. So, but what a disgrace. Now, I also want to touch on, folks, again, good morning. It's John DePietro on this Friday. We're going to have more on that. And the governor should be asked about that. But now he, he is nonsensical. Like with this, the soccer stadium, all he does is just say it's, it's a tax, it's desperate, it's political smears, but he doesn't answer any questions. Dan McKee has decided, you know what? And, and he is now going to just, he is along for the ride with the unions. They will use him as an absolute puppet. He likes the idea of their muscle. Yeah, you know, as I think of it, he liked how Mayor Lorzo went charging at him that time, and then he used the state police to keep Lorzo away. He's like, yeah, I'll use the Teamsters. Anyone that disagrees with me, I'll send the, uh, the unions, the Teamsters out, and they'll go after them, and they'll rough them up. So it's going to be, you know, the brown shirts. That, that's how we're going to operate. We're, uh, I'd rather be in power that he answers to them. Uh, th this is really, really disgraceful. Now, the other story that obviously, there's two of them that's gotten huge news this week. One is the situation in North Kingstown. And it's really important to listen to what the superintendent, a uh, member of the school committee, and exactly what it is that they're saying. And here is the line. This is Michael Waterman, the uh, interim superintendent of North Kingstown. There were almost 4,000 students in North Kingstown, public schools, how they choose to identify is a personal decision and not for me or anyone else to disclose. Whether they identify as he, a she, a they, or something else, like a cat or a lizard, all students are part of the North Kingstown community deserve to be treated with respect. Think how pathetic that is, that Michael Waterman, there's a, um, a school committee person, Jen Lima, saying the same thing how they choose to identify and whether it's as a he or she or something else like a cat now i recognize as you're listening to this there are people i've been dealing with this since we broke the story what's today friday we broke it on wednesday we broke the story that there are they're allowing children that claim that they identify as cats this is the whole thing with the pronouns now and so as a result of that, that's how we're the, you know, the whole business of the pronouns, my pronouns are, my pronouns are he and she or whatever, her and her, her and she, they and him, whatever the hell it is. It's all how I identify, I identify as like vegan and my pronouns are they or that. I mean, it is just ludicrous. It's all now how they identify. But when they say anything else, what they're basically saying is, you know, you have to read between the lines a little bit. And what they talk about is to disclose how they were choosing to identify. It's not for me or anyone else to disclose. What they're saying is if there's a child in the school that says they identify as a cat, well, then that's we're going to it's who is it for me? This is ludicrous. It's wrong. They sh these are children. They need they should have a meeting with the children, their parents, especially the parents, explain this is unacceptable. They're, they're not cats. They're humans. They're expected to act like humans. They're expected to be in school to learn. They're developing as boys or girls. I understand this has been going on. There's something wrong 
when you have these children that say, oh, no, I'm a cat. No, actually, you're not a cat. You're a human. Uh, You're not an animal. You're not a pet. Stop purring. Stop hissing at people. Stop laying on the rug. You have to sit at a desk. You have to talk in sentences. You can't wear cat makeup. You can't dress like a cat. You can't meow. Uh, You know, you can't do these things. And no, you're expected to use the restroom, whether it is the lavatory or gender neutral. No, we're not. You can't use a litter box. You're a human. The fact that they are saying this is the school community in North Kingstown. Hey, far be it from us. We're not going to violate their trust on how they identify. It is absolutely disgraceful, and it's wrong. But this is the this is the left, and the uh, the North Kingstown councilwoman. If you haven't seen it, I had her on uh, Facebook Live last night, Mary Brimmer. It it is um she is getting this hateful. How dare you? You know, this is going at this is not a matter of going after trans. This is not going after a child that says, you know, I know I was born a girl, but I, I feel more like a boy. That that's not what that is. By the way, this also they're trying to say like every tomboy. No, no, no. See, you should have gender reassignment surgery to become a boy. No, that's not what it is. How many people listening right now? When you were younger, maybe you were considered a little bit of a tomboy. What did that mean? It maybe you meant you were a little more aggressive. A lot of times it meant you were maybe good in sports. Um, it, 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 you know, there's different things that maybe there were just boys in the neighborhood, whatever it is. But it, it doesn't mean you were meant to be a boy or that you should do gender reassignment. What the left is trying to do is really put this out there and put it that, you know, who knows? They also, it's very confusing for children because if they say to someone, uh, uh, maybe a little, a young child, and by the way, folks, when they get their grips into them, you know, they'll say, all right, you're 12 or you're 13. The reason you're unhappy is because you're a girl, uh, you're a boy, but you were born into a girl's body. Once you make the transformation and switch genders, then, you know, then it's going to be paradise. Then there is this this expectation that'll be an apex it'll just oh you'll be so much happier so for those that seem resistant to it well now they've entered the extreme of like listen i know it may seem a little odd that you're going to transform gender reassignment you're going to go from being a girl to a boy however look at little Brittany. Brittany identifies as a cat so we're allowing her to identify as a cat. We have the student at CCRI that identifies as a reptile. That's all, by the way, both broken and on Um So then what they're doing is the young child says, well, actually, I mean, maybe if I want to make gender reassignment from girl to boy or boy to girl, well, actually, that's not as dramatic, the fact that, you know, Harry, young Harry here is out in the parking lot chasing cars because he identifies as a dog. Or Brittany is laying on the rug and purring and uses a litter box because she identifies as a cat. And then we have, you know, Larry over here who's walking around dressed as a reptile because he said he identifies as, as a lizard. Um, they make it seem like, see, that it's really not. Like it's going on everywhere. Don't feel that way. Folks, the damage that they're doing, the political left, with the gender reassignment, it's, as I call it, it's the Tierra Macking of Rhode Island, where they just want to blow up the family structure. They want to confuse young people. Up is down. Down is up. Night is day. Day is not. I mean, it's anything goes. Lawlessness. Uh, you attack anyone that questions it. Anyone that questions it. You know, anyone that's been this week, if you even talk about the story, they claim that you're attacking young people like how can you do that these are young people it's none of your business and you know they what it's none of your business that they identify as cats that's that is ludicrous is what it is and it also goes back to listen that was crazy and it was unacceptable and i'm glad the states that stepped up and said no more boys who grow their hair long and then they claim Oh, no, I'm a girl. I want to swim against the girls because I, I identify as a girl. Wrong. No, no more of that in the track meets or in the swimming pool. Those are the two high-profile places where I'm just going to say these are, they, they may be 
they may be uh, gay, they may prefer same sex, but they're not, they're not a female and they'll never be, you know, a female. And I recognize, I mean, there were, there were, um, Dave Chappelle and others have faced huge backlash for even talking about it. And so now their way to kind of condone it in in a way is to now go to the next level, which is now they're allowing, you know, maybe that child, if that child says that she identifies as a cat we have to like respect her wishes we have to understand you know she's really brave for coming out you know that used to be a thing right when someone who preferred same-sex relationships when they would quote come out that was a big deal you'd even i mean it was years ago now but you'd see people i came out to my parents i came out to my family and friends i remember working with someone it was like i just want everyone to know you know, they came out and admitted. I mean, again, it, it now it sounds horrific and embarrassing, and it was no big deal. But it was it was a big deal for the people that had to go, go through it. They just talked. I remember this one was in the closet. There are still people like that, by the way, still in the closet, whatever the expression is. They haven't fully come out yet. But But they're trying to use that, right? Like these kids, they're brave for coming out, identifying that they're like, you know, they identify as like a, a feline and I really give them car- No, no, there's something wrong. They're not a feline. See, they're, they're not a, another species. They're not an animal. They're a human. They're a young girl or a young boy. And, and they will never be a feline. They'll never be a species of cat or dog or lizard. You're not helping them. They shouldn't be praised. They're not brave. Could be very confused, but they're not brave. All right, folks, it's Friday uh long live the queen we have a lot to get into uh much more ahead right here on this friday on the john DePietro show the next time you have an emergency head straight to atmed urgent care two locations 1524 atwood avenue suite 122 in johnston or east greenwich 5750 post road atmed urgent care urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma work-related injuries physical exams drug testing full laboratory services and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced, the one and only. Good morning. Welcome to the John DePietro Show. It's Paul Manafort. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, John. Good to be with you today. First of all, congratulations on your book. Take us inside. Start off, first of all, what you have been through. This is a must-read uh, take us through how this book came together. Well, the, the reason I wrote the book was because when I was going through this crisis in uh, 2016 through 20, uh, I was uh, gagged. I had a gag on me. I couldn't talk to the media. Then they put me in solitary confinement. Then they put me in prison. Uh, so the public never got to understand the story of the truth about what I personally was going through, but that wasn't the only reason. The, uh, the real reason I wrote the book was because I wanted to expose the deep state and the, and, the, and the way in which they will go after not just me and not just the former president, but uh, you know ordinary Americans as well, uh, because that's what they're doing now. So the book was driven by exposing the deep state, talking about the two-tiered system of justice, and using the whole Russia collusion hoax and the special counsel's abuse of my personal freedoms uh, to to tell the, the narrative. And I get, get into it in a lot of detail, actually. Um, Paul, within the book, uh, first of all, just number one, 
obviously your admiration fondness for president trump comes through but there are some people in his orbit that you kind of talk about that did not have his best intentions at heart well i i didn't want to do too much of that in the book there there are a couple of points i had to at least raise the issue because it, it was affecting his campaign and things that people thought about the president were not correct because of what some of these actions. So I, I, I get into that a little bit, but I, I tried to keep keep the personal stories away from the narrative that I was trying to tell. Uh, I, I do focus on, on Weissman and, and his abuses because he still is a danger to our freedoms uh, in any Biden administration, certainly. Uh, although I think he's so discredited by his tactics that yeah, it will take an abusive person to to bring him back into power, but it's possible. What was it? When did you realize, and what was it about then candidate Donald Trump that you saw a winner and someone that would completely remake the landscape of our of our political system? Yeah, it's it's I, actually like, this is it's a good question. I get into this in some detail. I I, I had sort of dropped out of U.S. politics. during the Obama years because I was frustrated by Republicans as well as Democrats campaigning on certain promises and then not delivering as soon as they get elected. Uh, That was Trump's message when he announced his candidacy that that he was going to drain the swamp and he was going to keep his promises and he was going to focus the purposes of government and the tools of government on making people's lives better, which he did during his four years. But but that was a that was a new message that went right at the establishment. That got my attention, and and then and I talk about this in the book. My family is a, it's a blue collar family, but with a successful family business that's you know in, in, in Connecticut. And my cousins, who are you know well connected to current events, but never really called me and asked me questions on things. And all of a sudden, in 2015, they were calling me. And asking me about Donald Trump and saying they really like what they're hearing, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized that his message was re- was resonating outside of the Beltway. And uh, so I started paying attention. Roger Stone, who was helping organize and, and put the strategy in for, Stone's camp- for Trump's campaign, was a former partner of mine. And Roger was telling me, you need to pay attention because this is Trump's time. And... And, and it, it, I did pay attention, and I recognized all that. I saw that he really had captured lightning in a bottle. And, uh, uh, and that sincerity came through in his campaign appearances and, and rallies. And, and there's other reasons why his support just seemed to keep growing. Uh, so when the opportunity came for me to get involved in his campaign, you know, I was totally committed to it. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manafort, his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced. Paul, I just want to ask you a couple people, just rattle off some names and whatever you want to tell us. Let's start off with Mike Lindell. Well, I mean, I became a big fan of his listening to uh, listening to him, and not just uh, at his commercials, but you know, some of the things I, I read about him, his speeches. Uh, when you're prison in the, the last year you know the year i was in the general population i got to watch television i started getting exposed to mike lindell and uh, i was impressed with him what about michael cohen president trump's former attorney michael was always looking for a purpose uh, in, within the trump campaign and he was very frustrated because he, he wasn't a political person uh, and i think that led to some of his estrangement with Trump. But uh, again, I don't get into that in the book because sure. it's not germane to the story that I'm talking about. Are you surprised? What is your? What can you tell us about the raid on Mar-a-Lago? Well, <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's everything you need to know about how fear, fearful they are that he's going to run for president. Um, and it tells you everything you need to know about how little they understand Donald Trump. Because if they fear him and do something like that, all they're doing is getting a more motivated uh it's it's a risk this this is a true risk to our democracy what they did going after your political opponents and concluding your future political opponent probably uh, is third world banana republic kind of activity it's not what a mature democracy or the leading democracy in the world should ever be demonstrated to the world and the example i use is donald trump himself during the trump 2016 campaign 
one of the campaign slogans was lock her up, meaning Hillary Clinton for the, the server crimes that she committed. Sure. Yet, yet when Trump became president, he didn't use the tools of his authority to go after her. That's right. Because he recognized the untowardness that would that would signal uh, to the world about our democracy. So when Biden talks about being the great uniter and how he's going to come in and bring the country together and restore justice, does something like this, it shows how much he's either disconnected from the reality or his own truths, uh, but it also shows that he really doesn't have the motivations that he talks about, and the American people get it. That's why in less than one year, his support has totally evaporated. They, they see the effects, his changes of Trump's policies have had on the people's lives, and they're now starting to recognize that I think this event, this raid last week, will, will accelerate it. They see the risk to their constitutional rights that this the Biden administration represents. Everything from parents being called domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings to victims being called the problem, not the criminals, to, uh, to people living on the border being told that they need to just accept the illegal immigration coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And the point is... Biden's who makes a president who is who who is president makes a difference. The people see that, and Trump is looking better every day in that light. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manafort. Paul, I'm going to let you go in a moment. Just two more quick questions. Number one, if you don't mind, did you ever think that morning? You know, I mean, what you went through, them coming into your home that way, uh, it, it just sounds like it was just like a total nightmare that you went through. And, and but the point about it, it was so heavy-handed. It doesn't seem to seem to that needed to happen. I, I interviewed Peter Navarro. I mean, he he could look out his window and see the FBI office. He was literally boarding a plane. They took him out of the line. I mean, leg irons. It it's just. It's just such the heavy-handedness of it. But what you went through, I think, was even more dramatic. It's 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 intimidation with a purpose by the by the FBI and the, and the weaponized Justice Department. I mean, what what was worse, it's gotten lost in the details. You know, they knocked on Stone's door and got him out. You know, at a ridiculous hour with CNN filming it. Uh, and my, I lived in a condominium. I was on the fourth floor. They not only came up to the fourth floor, my bedroom was on the far end of the of the apartment. They entered my apartment at, in pre-dawn, walked the corners, gun drawn, and opened my bedroom door. You know, now, for all I knew, they, they claimed they were the FBI. They could have been the Russians. They right. could have been criminals. I didn't know what it was. And my wife and I were, were asleep. I had just wakened. And, and they were rude. They were intimidating. But that's what they were meant to be. And that's... Again, a third world tactic. That doesn't belong in our country. I had just spent several days that week, you know, cooperating with the Senate and the House Intelligence Committee for information they wanted. So they were not having any problems with me. Hmm. But uh, like with Trump, they were after, it was a fishing expedition uh, for them to come after me because, again, they weren't looking at me. I was a means to their end. They wanted to get whatever they could on me, and, and they never could. They just made stuff up in the end to get me to turn on Trump, which I wouldn't do. Folks, again, it is a must-read book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced, the one and only Paul Manafort. Paul, uh, again, congratulations on the book. Uh, a lot of people, you're getting a lot of people's attention. It's an, uh, great to speak to you, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. 
Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, I wanted to get your thoughts on that uh, Biden speech that people will remember. Uh, it, it would seem that he has totally abandoned efforts to try to unite, bring together the backdrop, the red, nighttime, angry, shaking his fist, yeah. uh, f- uh, flanked by the Marines. We, th- we have gone into new territory. I Again, he just delivered the speech. I don't know who put that together, but th- th- that there's no way that's bringing anyone together. Even the Washington Post wrote a, a piece saying, you know, if you want to talk to people and explain patriotism, that's one thing. What he basically did was declare half of the country yes is the enemy and and that was that that is not going to go away anytime soon no i i thought it was awful i thought it was and it was actually the setting it was kind of creepy because he was right he's supposed to be at you know independence hall and it's it's dark and and he looked kind of like john and with his First of all, he Biden has never been a good order. That's an understatement. No. So he's kind of like barking, yelling. Yeah. He's like literally was yelling the speech, yes. which you never see anything like that. I mean, people online were comparing him to like it was like, like a speech Hitler would give. It just the whole thing and he's yelling and, he, you know, it. As the uh, near, I think Wall Street Journal said, you know, yelling yeah. at your opponents is not how to rise the occasion, and this whole thing that's the portraying at the soul of the nation and I'm um, bring back democracy, like, oh come on, you know, John, like, it just was. I just think it it's hardly unifying, and it no. is insulting. Yeah, like it, it. I'm sorry, they've adopted this MAGA Republicans. Well, you know yeah. what. John, they are doing this on purpose. It's completely a political strategy. They are almost trying to get people who maybe don't pay attention that much to say Republicans are fascists. Like, yeah. that's awful. Yes. And it's not unifying. Yep. And he's, again, like you say, and he was like barking out his lines, it, all of it. And I just think it's being done for political effect and stuff trying to hide behind this fake thing of... And notice the networks didn't carry it. I mean, because normally they would. That was not a speech by the President of the United States. That was a political speech. Yes. It's another example to me. He is along for the ride. He's reading. You know, there was no point. It doesn't sound like any point. He was like, gee, I don't know about this. Somebody orchestrated this within the administration. But it's just so over the level. And as much as we hear about, you know, this whole line of the MAGA Republicans, it, they, they're just going to make them even more united, more against him. Right. Uh, it's like he's, he's dropped the facade that he's even trying to get along with anybody. And, and I think you're right, Donna Perry, the element of trying to almost say to independence, you know, this is how dangerous these people are. These, quote, MAGA Republicans are fascists and they're the enemy in this country they're the I enemy it was a really dangerous speech did and right and again how many times did they always say oh words matter and so trump yes. you know they always chastised him on that and and a lot of it okay it was fair but you know there was i think it was cbs had it comes out with a poll just the other day where they said 70 percent now again polling can be random people go through the grocery store they don't pay attention so over i think it was 70 percent said they believe our democracy may be under threat. Over half, 50% said they worry, quote, political violence is going to increase across the country. Mm. So this is like two days after he's, and John, that's another thing. Like he's baiting this almost Yeah. with saying um, yes. they believe in violence. It's like, stop yelling that. And you're the president. I mean, yeah. so it. I just yes. don't. I don't see again, it, and they're hiding behind their skirts with this fake thing of, oh, I'm talking about democracy, the soul of our nation. Come on. Yeah. You know, we know what was. he was doing now. And Donna Perry, finally, Wall Street Journal had a good piece where they, and I thought it was uh, well deserved and right on point. They went after Randy Weingarten and said, yes. you know, all the damage that has done during the pandemic with the children in the schools, and they called it, it right out. You know, it was never about, fear of the pandemic in the schools she and she does bear responsibility and she's she has a seat at the table at the biden administration of white house but 
They, the teachers unions, what they did to those kids, it all became about money, extorting money. They got huge amounts of money. And now we're seeing, you know, as you had talked about, irreparable damage done to children during the pandemic. Right. You know, I mean, here we are. We're, really, this is the first, quote, regular school fall that we've had since 2019. Um, and that, you know, they're the reading scores, you, the scores don't lie. Now, you know, the public system, John, they pushed for so much testing. Well, now yeah. you have all test results, reading, math scores. They fell way down. I have talked about this. I used to write about this. The most vulnerable kids, some who never were seen in the school. So who's tracking yeah. them? And no surprise, you know, the Wall Street Journal and they, or whoever wrote that and said she flunked the pandemic. And to see how defensive, John, her rebuttal piece. Wow. And to their credit, they they ran it. You know, it was so defensive and she, you know, just trying to rewrite history. That's what I think she doesn't like. She she doesn't like under her reign that there is all this loss of, you know, um, scores and loss of progress by kids, John. They're going to be years in the making to make it up. And she basically um, really, really pushes back on that. But we remember major, the major public school districts around the country, the big urban districts, Chicago really comes to mind. J.D., they were doing anything to not go back. That's right. right? And they would say, we're unsafe. And, and then they have to put cleaning agents in the rooms. And when all that was done, oh, nothing was ever good enough. We remember that. Yes. They dragged it out. They dragged it out. And again, you they cater to some of the poorest children in the United States or in parts of, like, say, the Chicago Public District and corners of New York City, the whole thing. And and so she really didn't like that they I think they, the line was she and her unions were the chief disruptors That's you right. know? <laughs> and she all that. And, and of course, so she's very. Um, defensive and and she wants to rewrite it. You can't. The scores are there. Parents, no. And John, kids at the, the at tender tender ages. I mean, you know, they can lose just their normal development and become very immature again. And and you know, they don't have their just their regular school attend to homework study skills. And the schools have seen it. And so you know, it was not the correct call. All the way through you, you, in my view, you know, pandemics come, they'll come. You should never shut schools again. No. I think it was a hundred percent the wrong, yeah. the wrong but thing I to do. I love the Wall Street Journal. You flunked Randy. You yeah. Flunked <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Right. On she five. didn't like that. No folks. Again, she is an independent columnist. Opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. Fall is here and we'll talk to you again. You bet. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 i mean it is this wow let me see if i can get her right now and i want to um all right, it's Miri Brimmer. Folks, again, good afternoon. Right now, it is uh, 124. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 13. Hi, Miri. Hey, good. Can you come on the radio with me quick, quick? Okay, folks, on the line with us uh, from North Kingstown is our friend, Republican Miri Brimmer. Good afternoon, Miri. Hi, John. Can you, I'm responding to the Facebook. Have, have you gotten any pictures yet? Is this true that there are two students that are accommodating on this? 
this is what I am told from two highly reliable sources, very credible people, um, whose reputations and jobs might be on the line if they were lying to me. Uh, my understanding is that in the high school and in Davisville Middle School, there is a student uh, in each one that is being accommodated with a litter box because they identify as a cat. It, it, you know, it, can you, is this new that the schools are asking people, is this because of, the, well, like, can, can you have some back, what, what's the background on this? Is this well, new it's, that it's now? So, it's so, it's so crazy. It takes a minute to digest it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I can't even recall the first time I heard this, but within the last week or two, I heard people joking about there's a, a student being accommodated with a litter box, and I didn't take it seriously myself. And then I saw um, in back to school posts comments uh, about this litter box issue. So I pressed and questioned uh, parents, was this true? And they said, yes, it is. And given our school department administration, and I want to be very careful to isolate the teachers from this, I'm talking about the school committee and the school administration that tells teachers and students what they have to do, okay? This is on them. And if this is true, I've put out a request for pictures. My phone has been blowing up. And, and I'm hearing that this is going on in Coventry as well. And so the reason I put it out there, and I rarely use social media for politics because, especially on Facebook, it is not a platform that fosters civil discourse and debate, right? It's very hostile. It's, it's toxic. So I just don't do it. But that is the platform I chose to use today to say, is there pictures? Does anybody have pictures? You know, can parents get in the building? Um, we, I'd like to confirm this because it's so ridiculous. And yet, if you Google this issue, apparently this is something happening all around the country. So I'm assuming that this is post-pandemic, stress, anxiety, mental illness, and it needs to be addressed. And, and I'm going to be the one to go out there and say it. Nobody should be surprised about school shootings when you hear about something like this and it's all being ignored, that it, there's willful blindness going on by all of the adults in charge. So I'm going to be the one today to stick my neck out on the line and say, if this is true, there's got to be some accountability from the adults in charge. There has to be. All right. Is that, are, the, are they in, in North Kingstown? Do we know if these are boys or girls? We don't know. Okay. I, I don't are know. They dressing, are they dressing as a cat's? I heard uh, one student that one of the students hissed at another student. That the, the student, one of these students who identifies as a cat, has hissed at other students. Because I, I just learned there is this morning I learned it there is a student at CCRI, who I believe it's a male. Did you see this? He's saying he identifies as a lizard. He is walking around C CCRI in a dragon outfit. It's kind of kind of scary. It's, it's not even Halloween yet. But, um, but Mary, I, is I, this is it a new policy? Is what I'm trying to find out that the school department in North Kingstown is accommodating or asking, like, how did this come about? Is it is are they now saying like asking questions of parents and students? How do you identify? And then it's an offshoot of that. Do the parents have to I okay have, it? I have. Been informed that there are, are a number of surveys that are being sent out to parents and to students that are highly sexualized, um, you know, very hyper focused on gender and uh, gender ideology. Um, I'm not in receipt of those surveys because I no longer have a student um, in a school system. Thank God mine's graduated and, and out of college, but um, this is what I'm being told from parents, and I've seen it on social media, some of them shared. So I, my reason for putting it out there, number one, is to prove or disprove it today. Okay, this doesn't serve me to lie about it. I'm not getting any positive attention for it, trust me, unless it's true. But if, if it is true, there's a student or students and their families that need help. All right, and it's difficult to get mental health in Rhode Island right now, especially for children. It is at least a three-month wait for an appointment. So first of all, my heart, my empathy goes out. I happen to live with a psychiatrist who's running for school committee, okay? And because he's concerned about the mental illness and the welfare for our children, what's going on. So I, I just want the public to think about this for a minute. As outlandish and ridiculous as it sounds, pull your child aside when they get home today and ask them if it's true and believe the answer they give you. 
because it would have never occurred to me as a parent to ask my daughter, did she get naked in anybody's closet at school? And that went on for 20 years in North Kingstown, right. 20 years plus, and nobody asked a question. So again, I'm sticking my neck out on the line. This doesn't please me to to go here and, and, and bring this up, but I'm gonna look out for the welfare of children and say, you need to be asking your students what's going on over there because I don't trust this school department. I wouldn't let them walk my German shepherd, let alone educate my child right now based on the things that I hear. But just to repeat, Mary and folks, and again, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show. We're hearing that students in North Kingstown, two of them have told the administration or that their school that they identify as a cat. And as a result of that, the schools have put litter boxes in the, the whatever the restroom is, whether it's a male or female. Um, and Mary's oh, also oh. hearing this is going on at possibly some other schools. I, I'm just curious, Mary, I, there's also, I know you're mentioning mental health, but I, I just wonder, is this a prank? Is this, no, you know, I don't think that this, somebody I, I, doing I do it to not, get attention? No, uh, no I, don't, I don't believe that to be the case at all. This is not, the, the people that have been reporting this to me hold positions of public trust and responsibility they everybody is frustrated they feel like their voices aren't heard i mean you've been following the nonsense in north kingstown for the last two years we have one school committee member who insists on having gender uh you know neutral bathrooms all over the schools okay the 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 building codes don't allow for it there has to be a set number of male and female restrooms in every public building based on the occupancy of the building you can't just arbitrarily go through and make i know but a litter box that a, a litter box. box? I mean, that. What are we going to do if a student says he or she identifies as a rhinoceros or a hippopotamus? We're going to go outside and build a pen but, for them. Come but on. just the practical nature of it, um, it would be lack of privacy. It also it could be a health situation. I don't know how they are performing what they have to, unless it's like an adult litter box. Like, is it? I, I don't know. It sounds. like I, I don't. We I don't need know. to wait to find out imagine. more. Yeah. Yep. And that's why I'm urging any parents, um, you know, if you have photos of litter boxes in the school bathrooms, you may text them or private message me with them, sure. send them to John, forward them on to me. Yeah. Um, but we want, I want to prove, just prove, I hope it's, I hope it's, uh, <laughs> I hope it's wrong, but I don't believe that it is. And we need to start questioning everything. Huh. When you see surveys that are highly sexualized and gender ideology, you need to start asking yourself, maybe this is real. And is this really safe for everybody? Again, and what, this is. One of the students children. was hissing at other students as the cat. Yeah, one that identifies as a yeah. cat, I'm told from uh, the parent of the child hissed at that, yes, they were. Do you also at. hear about the student that apparently identifies as a dog and he was chasing cars in the school parking lot? Did you hear about I that? I did not hear that. <laughs> Which school was that? <laughs> And very disturbing, Mary. I wish they would just focus on reading, writing, and arithmetic. But all right. Well, listen. We'll follow up. This I'd like. The, we're going to follow up on the story, Mary. Thank you for joining us on short notice. Thanks, John. All Take right, care. Folks, there Bye-bye. it is, Mary Brimmer.